0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday. It is a Tuesday and not a Monday, no matter what your body and internal clock is saying. Uh, September 8th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former and former Imran Khan.
1: I actually legitimately thought it was Monday until you just said that out loud.
0: I know, right? It's, it's one of those why well, it's, you know, it, I had to explain this. I was so proud yesterday, Imran, to be playing Avengers with a bunch of different people and explaining to them like, yes, we are a big boy company. And because we now have employees that ask questions, we all have today off. Because <laughs> in the <laughs> old days, we would just work it and be like, oh, we wouldn't know until the day of that. It was supposed to be a holiday and our significant others would all be all mad. Also, um, look at this. You and me hosting the show together. Blessing has yeah. had Tuesdays on lock forever lately.
1: He has. It's been a long time since we've like it was. I think maybe I stepped in for a show uh, like four or five months ago. And I think yeah. that was the last time we hosted together.
0: God, a heartbreaker. But here we are together. And, you know, just a slow news day. Yeah. Like nothing nothing has happened, happened, happened in the world of video games in the past 24 hours. No, ladies and gentlemen, a ton has. And we're going to cover it all. Like the Xbox Series X being, or I'm sorry, I'm going to keep doing that now because I've got <laughs> it in my head to stop saying Xbox It doesn't matter. Xbox yeah. Series S has been revealed. There's a new Zelda game coming. And we have the first reviews of Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreoncom Kinda Funny Games. You can ask us questions, give us your concerns, you can squat up with other best friends. And most importantly, of course, you can support Kind of Funny. You can support us on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And you get a bunch of other perks for the other shows, get exclusive shows like uh, Bless Up and a whole bunch of other things. But I digress. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch us record the show live. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody Watching later on youtube.com/slash kinda funny games, listening on podcast services around the globe, watching on rooster teeth, yelling it out their windows of their friends, or just having a good time. Housekeeping for you. The Kinda Honeys are returning. This evening, uh, the kinda honeys are back recording an episode of the Kinda Funny podcast. You can get your questions in for them on patreon.com slash kinda funny, and then look for that episode this week. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, Tom Bach, and Blackjack today. We're brought to you by We Have Cool Friends, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's get straight to it. It's a jam packed, what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Five items on the Roper Report. Oh, bakers! And on a day where everything's just breaking left and right, number five got added literally is when we went live. So I'll read it together, and when we get there, and we'll figure it out, and maybe there'll be more by the time we get there. But I digress. Instead, let's start with the top story. The Xbox Series S is real. Uh, in the last one, I wouldn't even say 24, right? In the last 10 hours, it's been a roller coaster, Imran, of tweets, leaks, YouTube videos, and everything else. How have you been holding up? Because you live and die for video game news.
1: This has been like... Because I saw this, I, I saw Brad Sam's had the, like the initial story. I was like, okay, cool. Brad Sam says it; he's always on put in Microsoft leaks. Of course, this is the thing; just everyone is known. It's cool that he has like the thing. Then the image showed up, and then the video showed up. I was like, what the fuck, Microsoft? How are we already at this point where there literally is a video exploring <laughs> the virtues of this thing without you having even acknowledged it yet? And like, so, okay. yeah, the roller coaster after that was just strange. Of are they going to just announce? They acknowledged it, then didn't announce it, then announced it, and then today they actually had everything for it.
0: Yeah. So, right now, Big Kev Dog is showing you the Brad Sam's video. Of course, Brad Sam's, uh, writer over at Therat, he's been mentioned numerous times. like kind of funny. Games Daily he does a lot of great Xbox work. Um, he had this video go up last night out of the blue. That was, yep, we're confirming the Xbox Series S. Uh, here's this image of it from a promotional thing uh, that got a whole bunch of traction. People were all over it. And then Xbox tweeted. Would you want to throw that up there, uh, Kevin? Eventually they tweet out this image, of course, the classic uh, whatever. I guess Muppet. I don't even know what this is from, but I just know the meme right of the what is he? Is he uh, uh, what kind of Muppet is this? You think is he a moment I of some it's, kind a, It's not a he... Muppet?
1: It's, it's a children's cartoon of some sort. But, it but was, it's, uh, it's a, a great puppet, reaction. though, right? This isn't it's, a cartoon. A puppet and oh, a yeah. puppet are different. This is a puppet. Oh, here we right? fucking go. Maybe, all right. maybe I'm a sorry, Russian no, Willem showed up. Oh, here, it's a Peruvian right. show. Get out of town.
0: Anyways, it's the one with the side eye then looking back with its flat face. Uh, And then shortly thereafter, Xbox put up their next tweet, which was, all right, (laughs) when Google.com, according to uh, all right, here it is. It is official. Let's confirm it. They threw up the more polished Xbox Series S next generation, next gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. Let's make it official. Xbox Series X, the next gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. $299. Uh, Looking forward to sharing more soon. Promise. Now then... Uh, this morning, another—I guess—overnight, really. Uh, somebody else, uh, a Twitter account I am not familiar with, put up a thing. I guess there's no no reason to hold back on this and put up the trailer, which is now live, and we'll watch together here uh, from Xbox. This is the official reveal here of the Xbox Series S, the Wait, way it you, would have originally happened, I guess. Do you want audio or no audio? Yeah, give some audio because it's just—it's just, it's just yeah, that. Right. No, I know. Like, if you're an audio listener, I'll explain what's happening. You got some fucking through. molecules Something's right wrong. now. It's hold who cares? On. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm Freaking out. Oh, I don't see freak the, out. Guys. I see this. I figured it out. Greg. Yeah I've got some water and look and it's black liquid and it goes in. you got some you got some vents here oh. Then the white starts coming in. It looks you're thinking it's an Oreo. Sorry, brother. It's not an Oreo It's just gonna be the this white of the console
1: kick-ass Oreo commercial honestly God,
0: can you imagine that I mean Oreo should get on this cuz yeah They could have a dope ass Xbox Oreo happening right now. And there you go. Boom next-gen performance.
1: This looks Next cool Xbox. It's
0: a cool-looking console We'll get to that in a second of how people yeah. feel about the looks of it, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: opinions, you know what I mean. The smallest oh, Xbox all ever. White look oh, at that; look it's at...
0: nearly sixty percent smaller than the Xbox Series X. It's got next gen speed, which means command, custom NVMe SSD, great, incredibly fast load times. Thank you. Just speaking English, uh, seamless next gen, next gen performance, uh, all digital gaming experience. so There's no thing. Next gen frame rates up to one hundred and twenty frames per second. Here's the controller with the create the share button. They're really excited about. Here's the holes. Better with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, of course. Now it's an ad for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate: like these games, high quality games. Oh, you go you see these things. Op- games optimized for next gen. And then it shows Lego, shows Destiny, shows Assassin's Creed Valhalla, shows the Chief, and then more uh, dramatic footage here of things going on. Destiny, you got your games, you got your racings, you got your shootings from the Star Wars. You hit Master Chief to end it all. Boom! There it is the Xbox series. All digital. If you can give me a pause right here, Kev, so I can read through this for everybody. All digital. Uh, 1440p uh, at up to 120 frames per second. Direct X-ray tracing, which I will never be able to quickly say. Variable rate shading. Variable refresh rate. Ultra low latency. Custom 512 gigabyte SSD. 4K streaming media playback. 4K upscaling for games. And then let's play a little bit further, Kevin. the whole experience Xbox Series X, and then mm, November 10th. Let it go a little bit further. I'm afraid. to put the price into this one? Power your dreams, which is pretty cool. That's a cool catchphrase. I am. This
1: one doesn't have the price, but the tweet confirmed the price anyway. So yeah,
0: 2.99. We're all set on that information. So a whirlwind of information. Let's start at the top and the easiest thing. Is this a sexy console in Roncon?
1: I. I think if the big, like, speakers looking (laughs) vent at the top, like the grill, (laughs) were white, it would be, like, so much better. But they're going for, like, a certain iconography with this of, like, oh, this is the dish shape. Like, they showed in the trailer that everything fitting into that circular, like, cross-stitched. Yeah, like shape.
0: this is the window, right? This is, I'm sure that's how they feel. This is the window into the Xbox Series S, the window into the Xbox ecosystem. It probably speaks to this being the cheapest console version of the Xbox you're going to be able to get. I'm not talking about Xbox ones. And so, hey, this is your window into next gen. This is how you're going to go join
1: us. It is funny to me that it has like a big disc shaped vent and a no disk drive. So it's like this one <laughs> thing you're going to, you got to put the circle somewhere. So I guess they put it here. It's, I like that it's so small. I actually fucking loved it. It's so small. When they say smallest Xbox ever, I'm assuming it is smaller than the Xbox 360 Slim. Otherwise, mm. they're lying. But that is like that is small enough to just pick up and take. Play. Like you could literally do the GameCube thing of, hey, I'm going on a trip. I have XCloud. Might as well just bring this thing with me.
0: So, yeah, I guess we. I I always do that thing where I take it as a a, a given you audio listener out there on the farm right now have seen the Xbox Series S. I'm sure for some of you, you haven't. Maybe you missed the thumbnail on YouTube or uh, the podcast. I guess the podcast doesn't look like that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah. What you have here is, I think, a traditional looking. Xbox with the if you were to imagine what my when I think of my Xbox One X behind me right this is all white however then on yeah the what the on top of the thing on if it was laying down uh, horizontally on the right there is a big black vent there that has uh, the dots in it like a dot matrix thing or like old comic art uh, that's there to vent and make sure the system stays cool but it's taking up half the top of it which has been endless discussion for people who love or hate it
1: it's gonna be a thing that like everyone kind of winces at for like a year and then at some point oh, like, oh, that's like what it it looks yeah like. yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah <laughs> kevin
1: i think it looks a lot better than play playstation 5.
0: Ooh, know? really okay yeah, well, do you I mean, think it the, PlayStation than the xbox 5? series x huh do you think it looks better than the xbox series x i i don't like the the fact
1: that you know from the top view the xbox series x is a is like a cube or a square you know what mm. i mean sure. i like that this is thinner like, laying on its side, I think this is going to look really good, if it can do that. I don't know how it works. But yeah, it thing, can
0: it. I mean, yeah, all of these can lay on their side.
1: All right, well, there we go. In the comparison between, like, PS5 and Xbox series, whatever, at this point, I think the, the thing I keep coming back to is the PS5 seems over-designed, while both Xboxes seem, like, a little underdesigned. But at the end of the day, like, I'm probably just going to put these in a the TV stand and never really think about what yeah. they look like. And that's the way it looks now. like I cannot co- there's an Xbox one X behind me. I cannot conjure up a mental image of what it looks like because it's just See, a little black box underneath it. That's a great question, because to me,
0: that's what I'm saying, where I look at the Xbox Series S here, taking out, obviously, the black man on top. And I'm like, if that was black, that's what this that's what the Xbox X looks like. Right. Obviously, different size, but the same rectangle. Right. Power button over here. Things over there. Right.
1: It looks like it. Oh, it, I, doesn't have
0: that, it I got a little shelf that looks more like it's just more uh, flat.
1: Yeah, I think it doesn't have that like small little base that the yeah, one yeah, has. Yeah, on it. Yeah. But I think what this looks like is what they're probably aiming for a media streaming box, a little thing you just have that does not look intimidating to put in your TV stand and you buy for a cheaper-ish price that's like, well, I need something to stream 4K stuff and this is a good entry point in the next gen video games.
0: Yeah. That is exactly what this is meant to be, right? Uh, real quick, this is something I've never done before on Games Daily, but of course, it's quarantine, so the rules don't make sense anymore. I've done a poll on Twitch, everybody. I did a poll and said, do you like the Xbox Series S? Right now, yes is winning with uh, 74% of the vote to no's 26% in terms of the design of it. Um, I want to get into that, yeah, so... Uh, that was the other thing that started happening last night, Imran. You understand that I'm a moron, and I just <laughs> want to play fun games, and I like playing them off of consoles because that's easier than a PC. What I've seen from the smart kids today who understand graphic settings and Hertz's and SSDs and whatnot, are you impressed with the power of the Xbox Series S? And then follow-up, are you impressed by the price for what you're getting from it?
1: Uh, in terms of the marketing framing for this yes it's incredibly impressive of hey they're not they're making the bet that everyone who has 4k tvs is not necessarily going to be like the entire market for video games Yeah, and even people who have 4k tvs are fine with 10 p output that sure. as long as it's like cheaper and that is a honestly not a bad bet that they're able to create a console that is next gen compliant in terms of like, it it's going to be able to play those games, whatever those sure. games may be. Uh, have we got an announced next gen game that's not exclusive yet? That is well, not okay. exclusive. Yeah.
0: Assassin's Creed. Oh, well, do you mean a standalone or
1: like a standalone next gen game that's like like not an upgrade from a previous generation and not something announced for a first party platform? Mm, I guess medium. Mm, let's like, mm. let's say medium. Let okay. medium is like if it, this can play that game that is not playable in any other system, it just plays it at a lower fidelity in terms of resolution. But if the performance is there, which granted we're not going to know until those games come out and we can actually straight up compare, and it's just, low is just as fast, it like has all the ray tracing and all those like nice little things, then this is what people are probably going to want. Like They will go into a Best Buy and say, hey, I don't want to spend $600, or 500 I guess I should say, on a major new console what is a cheaper option? It's like, well, if you want to play Halo, this is a good option for you. This is a Halo with all the bells and whistles, just not at 4K.
0: Yeah, and then w- I think the biggest thing that for me that stands out would be the hard drive space, right? Five twelve gigabytes mm-hmm. on a solid state drive. That's not as much space as I'd want from that kind of thing. As somebody who is already all digital, and for the most part, on the, my PlayStation Four Pros, you know, d- don't really worry about it. I have to clear things here and there. Yeah. Five twelve is is so much less than what I'm used to working with.
1: It's it's less, and I imagine that is going to be a good advertisement for game or XCloud of saying, like, hey, mm. if you don't have space, like we just stream the game for a bit. But also I've talked to developers who have said that like game sizes should not explode anymore as they did this generation. Part of the reason is the SSD like they had redundant textures and assets in exist our game sizes this generation because it made loading faster. So with things kind of doubled up on size. The next generation, it shouldn't be as big an issue because they can just like they can load so much faster. They don't need to have redundancies in place. Mm, I don't know mm. how true that's going to be. Again, that's the thing we have to wait and see on. But sure. if that's true, then like we shouldn't be getting the hundred gig plus games theoretically.
0: Please, that'd be great. Would love that. Would yeah. love not to have those many hundred gig <laughs> games getting kicked around. Um, let's get some questions involved here, right? Of course, we ask you if you're a listener, viewer, or just somebody who's listening through the wall. Somebody else, I don't know. They they write it down, what's happening, and send. It. Uh, go to patreoncom slash games. You can be part of the show, just like BJ Bernardo did. Hi, y'all. Why did Microsoft reveal the Xbox Series S in a tweet despite the leak? I'm not sure the benefits of revealing it that way over doing a slick 30 minute presentation slash video reveal of it. I know we will get one. I know we will get one someday, uh, but why not reveal it then, BJ? This has been another conversation, Imran Khan, of mm-hmm. if this was a calculated leak, if this was an on-purpose leak, if they wanted to do this, uh, and actually, this was not on purpose, right?
1: No, I've in any people way, people shape, or form. I've talked to people at Microsoft. This was not on purpose. This was this caught them flat-footed last night, and yeah. they were able to like bounce back very quickly in a very like impressive way. But they, this I think was not meant for today, obviously. But I think it was meant for next week of just like not a full review, not a 30 minute presentation, none of that stuff. It was probably just this trailer, like, probably, yeah, right? In an probably Xbox probably, wire post. Yeah. Just dropping that stuff like, hey, this is what we have. This is an option. We know next gen expensive. We know that like people are struggling right now with money and next gen seems like a thing that seems very difficult to attain this holiday. So here's a cheaper option i i am positive that they would prefer to do it that way but honestly like this is a badly kept secret so it's good of course like it was it allowed them to actually just go and say like all right here's this thing and now we, we also know the price of the series x so I, now i'm getting confused price of the series x because of the initial leak so it kind of puts sony in a weird position here and i think that's good for microsoft that you, they so are going
0: the that's one something we haven't talked about yet. Here is that after Brad Sam's uh, Xbox Series S stuff went up, other people started getting vocal about hearing that the Xbox Series X is four ninety nine. Correct?
1: Uh, when Brad's the video that was leaked from Brad Sam or not Brad Sam, it was somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. The, like that showed the a four ninety nine possibly placeholder price for the Series X. So if they had this initial thing, the only thing I think like I don't. I don't doubt that information is accurate. The only question is, is Microsoft still holding to that? And mm, I would mm, assume mm. they are based on the fact that this price is accurate. So, so if at Series X at five hundred dollars, that's a hundred bucks cheaper than honestly most people thought.
0: Yeah, of course, with all the power in there too. What do you think that does for PlayStation Five? Do you think PlayStation 5 four ninety nine as well?
1: I think it puts them in a really bad corner because they know how important it is to either be at parity or below. Because that is one of the things that made the PS4 sell so well is that it came out at launch hundred bucks cheaper and stronger than the Xbox One. So, I think they have to take a bath on it a little bit if they're above that and just say like, okay, we're we're gonna go five hundred this time, or maybe the weight I'd assume would be is five hundred discless and five fifty for the disc edition.
0: Five. Okay, so five. So four ninety nine discless, and you're saying four, four uh, 449
1: for no. What? No, I'm saying without the disc drive would be five hundred. With the disc okay. drive, five fifty. That's just a guess. It's not like information. No, on no, my no. Yeah, not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is the, if I were Sony, and I I was sweating like you've
0: got to go the other way though, right? That's the thing. If you're sweating, I would eat the fifty bucks on the thing and be like, all right, cool. Uh, with disc four ninety nine, without uh, four fifty.
1: I could. I'm of two minds on it. Like, on one, yes, they should be competitive. Like, that is their best bet here. On the other hand, I think they know they're coming in with all the momentum this time. They can, like, if they want to be fifty bucks over and say, like, yeah, but we have launch games and we have, like, we have, we have Spider Man. We're the only place you can use, like, the the full roster of the Avengers. All like, if they keep doing that sort of thing, I could see them saying it, it demands a premium because that's just the way it is. Or our SSD is faster, so we can't just like I it, I am hesitant to say I know what Sony's thinking, yeah, because no they could
0: they
1: they are at a crossroads <laughs> and they could go either direction on this. I would prefer it be cheaper personally as someone buying it, but sure. I don't I don't think there's any situation in which they exceed five fifty and go for the full six hundred. But I do think five fifty for the disc edition might be possible. Interesting. Interesting.
0: I can't wait to see. And I don't know when it's going to happen. And now that it's starting to happen, you, it's that thing where you refresh Twitter all the time and you don't know what's going to happen and when the f- shoe's going to drop, right?
1: Yeah. Like, this thing came out midnight last night. And, like, if you were not online on Twitter, you just woke up to a, a bevy of surprises.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things we didn't talk about uh, is uh, the financing that's happening for uh, what's going on because you, you can pay monthly installments, get your Xbox that way. Uh, Aaron Souza wrote in about that, uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games says, guys, Xbox monthlies, monthly installments are a terrible deal. $25 a month for 24 months, two years, comes out to $600 for the Xbox Series S. What? The console costs 300 Xbox Live costs $120, $60 a year, and that adds up to $420. Where is the other 180 going? That is basically the same price as getting the Xbox Series X. People keep comparing this to phones. However, the phone prices always line up with the MSRP price of the phones, not a dime more. What is Xbox doing? Why are they overcharging? And I don't think people are going to uh, want to pay monthly for their console on top of a monthly phone cost. Good day and love the show. Well, there's a couple things there, Aaron. I saw this when this is all the announcements happening last night. People are like, oh, it's really cool that they're doing this financing program. It shows the future. And I was like, wait, no, they've done that. I've known Xbox or Microsoft has done that for a long time with their consoles here. At least, you know, the Xbox uh, uh, one generation. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing where it's been around forever. And Aaron, you know, it's a terrible deal. Yes. Leasing to own is awful. That is (laughs) that is (laughs) a rent. A center is a scam. Don't fucking do that. That's bad.
1: In this case, his math is wrong. Like uh, and the math isn't wrong. The information is incomplete because he's gotcha. missing game pass. That is the also included in all this stuff. Yeah. So game pass ultimate is part of this, which does that's where the extra money is going. So this does work out to be cheaper, including that.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about it where it's like, they're trying to give you all these different options to get people in there. And I think it is a fascinating move and I don't know how many people will take actual advantage of it, but yeah, you've got to be wary about leasing something and buying it over time anyway. Like that's yeah. how they want to get you.
1: Leasing, like, it, it it is a cell phone model. And that is, like, it's it's totally reasonable for Microsoft to do that, especially because they want to transition to service over hardware. So I get why they're doing this specifically. That said, I, how they actually accomplish this is going to depend a lot on how retailers respond to it. Like, if you go into Best Buy and you say, I want an iPhone, there will be people there who are trained to help you sign up for these things and, to like, show you all the ups and downs of this process and, like, help, like, Get you built and all that. Is there going to be that same thing at Best Buy this holiday for this thing? I don't know. Is it only a Microsoft store thing? I'm not sure. I would. I want to see how this plays out in a real time. Me personally, I usually just buy my phones outright. I will probably do that same thing with like consoles as well because that's just. It's more how I feel comfortable with this thing where I know like I know I have the money right now. I'm just going to do this here. Yeah. Not Take everyone the has money right now. Yeah. Sure, also. That's fair there is a you have to pay for the insurance often with the phones when you do that and that adds like 10 bucks a month so I just want to throw that out there no thank people you Kevin. don't, no, I don't. count for that
0: to count for that 10 bucks a month yeah. get it together you know what I mean
1: But yeah I I think it's a good plan especially in a, in a situation where people ne- don't necessarily have a lot of money I think it's a better plan when there are games they want to play. And that's like that is the the hat shadow hanging over a lot of this stuff of like, okay, you're upgrading the next gen. Why? Like <laughs> why are you why are you buying an Xbox Series S or X or whatever this holiday unless there's a very specific game you want to play? And then like there's also people that, you know, uh didn't have a console this generation or the console's performance is bothering them or they just, they want this shiny new thing under the Christmas tree this year. And yeah. like, this is a possible way to get it. But long, the, I think this very aggressive and very impressive pricing and saleable sell, model is a great thing. I think it would have been better paired had they not had to delay Halo.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Right. If you could have gotten people in right off the bat that way, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it is, I, I think Microsoft is making all the right moves. It's just software is where it's kind of lacking this, yeah. this holiday.
0: And we'll see how much that pays off. And it's that thing, you know, even when you go back to, you know, uh, PS, I love you last week, Blessing and I were talking about this. And when you sit down and actually compare the launch lineups for PS5 and Xbox Series X, they're you know, with Halo falling away. You're like, oh, well, Sp- PlayStation's got Spider-Man. But if P- Spider-Man gets delayed, and I'm not talking about launch window with Ratchet and stuff, whenever right. you get that, you talk about the day and date thing, you're like, oh, well then, yeah, they got a pretty weak launch too. I mean, you got bug snacks, I guess, but it's like, all right, cool. Like, what we? We're buying these systems to play the games we already have better, maybe, and then just have the new thing, the new shiny yeah. hardware, right?
1: Like the Xbox One Series S trailer showed stuff like Assassin's Creed. It didn't show Cyberpunk weirdly enough, as far as I remember. It, it
0: showed know. like
1: it showed like Halo and all that, like. But one of those, I guess, Assassin's Creed is the the major next gen game this holiday, which is. I, I don't know that there are going to be that many people that are like, I need to play Assassin's Creed in the best possible way, but not the best best just with ray tracing and faster loading. That's mostly what I want.
0: So we have then determined that the if this is not a rent to center plan. We're happy with this plan to get yeah. you an Xbox. I
1: think this is a good idea. I think
0: and it's zero percent interest. So it's a good deal.
1: Uh, but I, I it's one of those things that if you do want if you do go this route make sure it's a route that like because those payments can easily get away from you and if you think it might be if you have the money now to just buy it and it's not going to hurt your wallet too bad that's usually the recommended option
0: cool uh thank you for setting me straight because yeah based off the information and not having looked into it too much I was very much like yeah well I'm used to seeing this stuff rip you off but if that's actually you talk you toss in game pass and what that actually does is 0% financing it's like oh okay interesting yeah. way to do it I digress Back to it. Uh, Number two on the Roper Report, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has been announced. This is Jeffy Grub Grub over at GamesBeat. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is a new uh, Musou, right, style game from the developer uh, Koei Tecmo. Like the previous Hyrule Warriors, it brings the one versus thousands combat of Dynasty Warriors into a Zelda setting. But this time, the game is telling the events that led up to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity launches November 20th for Nintendo Switch. This puts it out after September's Super Mario 3D World and October's Pikmin 3 Deluxe. It is also another example of Nintendo's efforts to release a new Zelda game every year. The Age of Calamity subtitle refers to the Great Calamity that led to the rise of the evil Ganon. It takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. Uh, This means players will get to see what happens or happened to Zelda, Link, and the King of Hyrule before the start of one of the Switch's best games. But since this is a Musou Musou game, you won't just play as Link. You'll also get the chance to take control of Urboza, uh, Darak, Daruk, uh, Mifa and Reveille. Are these... Oh, there we go. These are the champions of... I remember these fuckers. Yes. These are the champions of Hyrule, and you get a glimpse of them in action in the reveal trailer for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, at the end of the reveal trailer, Nintendo said it would provide the next update on Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity on September 26th. Imran, what did you think of the trailer?
1: I was excited as hell. Like, Hyrule Warriors was a fucking fantastic game. There yeah. is more contact, content in that Switch version than, like reasonably should be allowed i think a song like the how long to beat for completion was like 300 something hours it is i really enjoy that game i, I like Musso against in general i think hyrule warriors is honestly one of the better ones this game seems like one i breath of the wild i obviously i think is one of the best games of all time a prequel to that that's using a template of a game i already like is something that's like interesting to me and exciting and it seems like nintendo really opened up their wallet for this one and also their asset bank a little bit because i think that the breath of the wild art style works for this extremely well
0: yeah it looks neat it's not my kind of game hyrule warriors was not i didn't jump on uh to begin with but i like Mm -hmm. this idea of them experimenting with the time period right and doing a prequel and taking you know something you know kind of what happened and making it into a different type of game is super interesting
1: yeah And, like, at at this point, Breath of the Wild is the best-selling Zelda game, I'm pretty sure, unless it's, like, just on the cusp of it. So, by making this a canon prequel, they're basically ensuring, like, this game is going to do great in terms of sales. Like, I think Hyrule Warriors, granted it was a Wii U game, topped out at, like, 1.2 million, something like that. This should do probably in the area of 7 to 8, maybe even more, because, and that's insane for a Musou game in the first place, but it's... It is a smart move for them to tie this so closely and say, like, yeah, this is canon. This tells that story that we did not get a chance to really tell in the in the main game. And now we're at a point where within this Breath of the Wild had a sequel announced last year, but now like within the span of end of 2020 to probably end of 2021, like somewhere in that year, it becomes a trilogy because there's now a prequel and a sequel coming soon. Yeah, yeah. They're already at that point
0: speaking of the sequel gregway adam bankhurst at ign broke out this part from the video it's an enuma quote quote we mentioned in the june 2019 nintendo direct presentation that we had started development on the sequel to the legend of zelda breath of the wild many people around the world are still playing breath of the wild so i'd like to thank thank you all from the bottom of my heart everyone thank you so much regarding the sequel in order to make the vast world you enjoyed exploring in the original game even more impressive the team is working hard on its development so you'll have to wait a bit longer before we can provide more updates end quote when are we getting breath of the wild too Imra?
1: if there's rumors about the switch probe are true and there's no reason to assume they're not every big nintendo revision has been paired with a zelda game of some sort new 3ds and majora's mask uh the Switch Lite had Link's Awakening. I would not be shocked if, like, let's say, April of next year, that they launched their financial year with a new a Switch Pro and Breath of the Wild too.
0: Right. I think that's what makes the most sense. If the Switch Pro is real, they like, to launch to especially because it launch, you know Breath of the Wild launched the Switch to then mm-hmm. have a, a, a follow up iteration, whatever you want to call it, and launch it with uh, Breath of the Wild that's taking full advantage of those uh, uh, bells and whistles for the Switch Pro. That'd yeah. be same.
1: Like, I, that that little bit of Owenuma saying, hey, this is not Breath of the Wild 2, wait a little bit for that, makes me think this is at one point part of a direct. Because I think if you started that trailer mm-hmm. just saying, with the Breath of the Wild stuff, people were going to be like, what the fuck is this? This is not Breath of the Wild 2. So I think that Owenuma going there like, hey, we have a new game, it's a prequel, it's not Breath of the Wild 2, we'll get that information later. I think that is, that to me indicates this was probably meant to be announced a little bit earlier.
0: Blockfighter writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, so a few weeks ago, all us Nintendo fans had to look forward to was Pikmin 3. Now, after the numerous Mario drops and now the Hyrule Warriors Zelda game announcement today, do you think in years to come we will look back on 2020 as a good year for Nintendo fans? I know financially, Nintendo themselves have had a great year. I just wonder how fans will view the year as a whole in retrospect. Keep up the great work, Blockfighter ireland <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn block from ireland
1: <laughs> should have uh, read the whole thing in irish accent oh my shillelagh um
0: imran what do you think is going to be the tale of 2020 when we look back at it on
1: nintendo so it's a weird thing because like some of nintendo's best games have been this year okay. At, at least one or two of Nintendo's best games have been this year in terms of like Animal Crossing, Animal and Crossing. like it's a fantastic game and it's been a huge financial success for them. I haven't played Paper Mario, but I people who have played it love it. Love it.
0: Yeah, like, they love it. Yeah.
1: I but I think the problem with twenty twenty, and like obviously COVID is the major reason why, is sure. diversity. And if like if you don't like Animal Crossing and if you don't like Paper Mario or you don't like JRPGs, like there's been nothing for you this year. And that's going to be the big issue is that Nintendo fan base likes Nintendo games, but they don't necessarily like every genre that Nintendo makes. Sure. So a while well, Animal Crossing is sold extremely well, thus meaning it's it's a mainstream hit. I don't think if you're a Nintendo fan, you necessarily like like those games. Maybe you were hoping for a new Mario platformer and all you got was three fairly bare bones ports.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's so hard to talk about it and figure it out and put a stamp of anything on it because I think since Animal Crossing it's been what a banana year for Nintendo. Like insane. But fans are sitting there going, "Well, what where was the usual E3 direct? You know, how much has COVID affected it? W- where is an update on Metroid? Where is an update on a Mario? Where is, you know, the Zelda Breath of the Wild up until today kind of thing." And That's all well and good. I I think when we look back on 2020, the Nintendo story you will talk about is Animal Crossing. Because I think Animal Crossing's tale is still so long. I'm so excited for October to see the Halloween stuff, right? It's other things
1: holidays left to go.
0: Exactly. That will lead into Thanksgiving. That will lead into Christmas. That will lead into New Year. And it will lead into 2021. People still feverishly playing Animal Crossing and seeing what's come and been updated and they they are adding to that in such a games as a service way without it being a games as a service, right? That, mm-hmm. that continues to go and when we look back at 2020, I think you're going to talk about oh man, it was the launch of Next Gen, it was uh cyberpunk probably if if we make it this year cyberpunk being amazing it was last it was pushing all these things it was for nintendo animal crossing right like that's all they that's all they needed and i think that's also overshadowed paper mario's success i think mm-hmm. you know as clumsy as the announcement and then as bare bones as the ports were it's overshadowed this 35th anniversary of mario stuff like you're in this place where Nintendo really didn't need to do anything else this year for 2020 to be a success and the things they are doing, I don't think are, I don't even, it's not even to think they're not going to be as successful as animal crossing was. So that's not going to change the headline. And so when you talk about, you know, writing your December stories of Nintendo's year in review, when you have the headline booked since March, (laughs) it's hard (laughs) to be like, this is a really exciting year.
1: Yeah. Like there's that thing with Mario maker over the weekend where like, it seems like that, Mario announcement, like the big 35th anniversary thing, was supposed to be in April, like judging by yeah. how they had dated some of those events. So yeah. it, it clearly they had a year planned that just didn't pan out that way. That said, I think while 2020 is going to be looked at like, okay, well, that was Animal Crossing, it was a good year for Nintendo and Switches. The ultimate takeaway I'm getting from this is 2021 is going to be really good. Because there's so much stuff that should have come out this year that is going to come out next year. Like, Pokemon Snap was at one point going to be this year. Oh, th- Snap, come on. I think they changed, like, obviously COVID, things like that. It doesn't seem, like, at this point that 2020 games like Bravely Default and No More Heroes are going to come out this year. There's just not enough time to actually, like, do that. Yeah. Unless, like, they do a very late December release. But, like, those games coming out next year are going to be big boost for that thing. Hollow Knight Song, things like that, like... Well, you, you, I, you say all that and
0: pair it with the Switch Pro. Pair it yeah. with, like, hey, there's going to be this new reason to buy new hardware and have it look better and get all excited for that, and that those games get a boost already off of that, then.
1: Like, it is it is going to be a fantastic next year for Switch, assuming more things don't get delayed, because we sure. don't know what's going to happen in the world. Like, <laughs> COVID could <great> <laughs> still become an, be an issue in March of next year. Who knows, but if everything goes according to their current plan, it does sound like they're aiming for more of a, like, a 2017-style relaunch year next year, and I'm very excited for that.
0: Uh let's move on to number 3 on the Roper report. Kevin, this is I've a link for you. This is EA removes ads from UFC 4. Damn it. It's a GameSpot article and I didn't write down the art author because I was clicking around too much. Uh sorry about that GameSpot. Uh for a brief time recently, EA put advertisements into UFC 4, but they have since been removed following outcry from the player base. And Kevin, you can play this. Uh one of the ads was for the Am- for Amazon show The Boys, oh, so the which recently returned for a second season. Damage. The ads playing during re- the ads played during replays and as part of the overlay but they're now gone you can see one of the ads in the video we're showing you right here uh and, and this is obviously i'm jumping off the GameSpot article if you're an audio listener listening to it it's like when they go into the replay they do like the, whoop, the boys and then it's like into the replay it's not like a long ad it's just like the logo basically coming up In a statement sent to Eurogamer, uh, EA said the feedback was loud and clear. Also, it's worth pointing out that the boys logo is in the octagon. Uh, It is abundantly clear from your feedback that integrating ads into the replay and overlay experience is not welcome, EA said. The advertisements have been disabled by the team, and we apologize for any disruption to gameplay that players may have experienced. We realize that this should have been communicated with players ahead of time, and that's on us. We want to make sure our players have the best possible experience playing EA Sports UFC 4, so ad integration in the replay and overlay experience will not be reappearing in the future. Thank you for your continued feedback on EA Sports (laughs) UFC 4, end quote. Imran, what was your take on this?
1: What did they think was going to happen? Like, did they think, oh, people are going to be fine with just this small? Like, no, if you put ads in obtrusive places, people are always going to be, like, somewhat annoyed. So... Especially for a six, like this is not a free to play game, right? This is a sixty dollars retail you know release. You
0: pay for this game, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like I get what I get. Video games are expensive, and you need to like diminish that cost, however way you can. But also, there's a there's a certain line, a threshold people are willing to accept certain things like this, and putting it just in your face is pr- past that threshold. Like like you said the boys logo in the octagon probably fine. The boys just like flashing on screen as you're doing in a replay, not fine. That is that becomes obtrusive.
0: And this is where we get into a little bit of talking out our ass because I busing played uh, uh, UFC is playing UFC four. However, this stem the video we showed you is from a Reddit post that's titled "EA decided to add full on commercials in the middle of gameplay in a sixty dollar game a month after its release, so it wasn't talked about in reviews." For me, that and then I, is part of the uh, equation, and then it's also the part where EA is like, "We should have communicated this to you," because as Someone who watches sports and I hate being pulled out when I'm playing a game feeling like it's not when they have the generic whatever in there. I don't mind this. I, mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's, it looks like real UFC, which, you know, and I shouldn't even say, I, I don't watch a lot of UFC obviously, but real sports that are the fucking Snickers halftime report or whatever the fuck kind of thing yeah. it is. So, right there when i originally heard about it i was like oh are they playing like a fucking trailer for the boys in the middle of this and it's no it's like the boys are presenting this replay to which i'm not offended by now granted i'm not a player i'm on the outside just talking about this shit i'm not offended by but i'm offended by the fact that it was added in after the fact that you didn't know this was going to be in there that this wasn't a hey we're trying like you can look at the screenshot without even playing the video and you see that what it's uh toke uh Uh, no Toyota Tovo Tigers Reebok uh, uh, ESPN plus uh, there's all these different sponsors on it which again to me make it feel like a real UFC thing and so to add that other overlay in there I'm like I get get that and I don't care about that but I do get that you paid 60 fucking dollars for this you you don't need to have advertisements shoved down your throat when you weren't aware you were going to and so even if it's not even that they're going to advertise in it and you get a kickback on it the game's only 40 bucks right it's more the fact that you, this was bought and sold to you without you understanding that was going to be part of the equation and I right. get all that
1: i i don't i agree with you that it like it is probably actually more accurate to have those things in there i I don't think that video games are actually the same thing and that is going to be like the the thing that a lot of these things are have to get over is yeah you can get away with this on TV because we've just become accustomed to that on TV because it's sure quote unquote free or whatever but when you put these things in a video game, the market and the, the audience is so different that they have different expectations for what those things are. Like, okay, let's say oh, I was talking about Bravely Default a second ago. Sure. Bravely Default, if I were watching that as an anime, I would like, there's a commercial break, I watch a commercial, whatever. If yeah. that happened in a game, I would be livid.
0: No, yeah, that's, that, like, and that's that, the thing, is, I think yeah. that's outrageous, obviously.
1: Right. And I think it's just a matter of expectations of those things. Like, yes this makes sense for for ufc in general but when you start putting that in a video game the people who actually do play these things don't have that expectation that this is supposed to be there they don't necessarily think that accuracy is worth being advertised to because advertising does make us the product it doesn't sell us a product it makes us the thing Mm -hmm. so i can see people being like i don't want to be advertised to I get that I'm not
0: saying yeah, yeah I get that right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: no, no I, I'm not I'm agreeing with you don't
0: fucking punch me all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. it does seem like they should have known better that this was not going to go through yeah I don't know, I know get, how
0: they thought it was going to be received putting it in after the factors unannounced lies like that's yeah. not you know you could have seen this coming a million miles away
1: I imagine they knew and were like hopefully no one complains about this yeah how, how much bad. will the
0: outcry be right that's always the thing I, better to beg forgiveness than ask permission I'm sure yeah. And also, shout out to the Beau Regards on Twitter who points out the UFC article was written by Eddie. Thank you, Eddie over at GameSpot. Always doing good work. Nice. Uh, number four in the Roper Report, we got a Kingdoms of Amalur, re, 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 the Re-Reckoning uh, <laughs> review roundup for you. The, the, right now, the Metacritic is sitting at a 75, or I shouldn't say right now, at 8.55 this morning when I put together the Roper Report. 75. Dual Shockers gave it an 8. Scott White wrote, With so many other remastered and enhanced ports on the market offering new features, content, and more, the offerings presented to fans with Kingdoms of Amalur re-Reckoning are disappointing. This port comes across less as the best way to play the game and more just the most convenient way to play it in 2020. Luckily, though, Kingdoms of Amalur is still a a damn fun game to play in 2020, jankiness and all. Uh... Gallivanting across the wilds, exploring caves and helping and murdering the townsfolk never stopped being fun. And I was always looking forward to what new piece of gear or fight I would get into next. Uh, The sixth access gave it seven. It gave it a seven. Uh, Iran study said uh, kingdoms of Amaluri Reckoning is a good, solid remaster. Just don't expect much to have changed compared to the original. The world is as magical fantasy as you could get. And it really does draw you in. But some technical issues and a number of repetitive quests can dull the otherwise colorful experience. And then John Ryan over at IGN.com gave it a 6 out of 10. On some levels, Kingdoms of Amalur reckoning is still a worthwhile RPG to hack and slash your way through, even if this remaster doesn't go above and beyond the bare minimum expectations. But while the ideas and mechanics that, made, uh, that make games like Red Faction Guerrilla and Burnout feel special are still largely singularly unique to them, almost everything that made Amalur stand out in its day has become standard fare for just about any RPG to come out in the last past decade its fast-paced action still entertains but for the most part and there's plenty to oh for the most part and there's plenty to see and do in this big world but after almost a decade of innovation and improvements it no longer feels particularly extraordinary and the technical issues it does have are far less excusable re-reckoning is a good reminder of what made the original so great for its time but more importantly it's a testament to how far we've come in the decade since were you excited for this it was kingdoms of amalur one of your games
1: i enjoyed the game when i played it i didn't have any like real desire to go back and do that again i know you're a huge emulator fan
0: i am yeah and that that was the thing where i'm a i am aii that i always talk about it like this is for me personally this in skyrim defined what were podcast games Mm -hmm. where i would saturday morning wake up walk party come back with a cup of coffee and kick on my favorite podcast and just go grind And that's what I I loved the combat of Amalur. I loved the colors of Amalur. And I loved the, the freedom you had in that. So when I got my review code last week and popped it in and started playing it, like I was immediately taken back to that. And I think the gameplay still holds up. I think it's still a blast to run through and play that. It was the exact same thing though of, a few quests in, I was immediately like, all right, you're all too wordy. I'm just skipping the dialogue and <laughs> I'm just wanting to go fuck shit up. And, you know, it's it, so, you know, John Ryan, I think does it so eloquently talking about how far we've come and what made it special is all over the place now. But it was that idea of, you know, you have different, co- fate, you have different fate cards so you can change your co- your character on the fly as to what they're using weapon wise or what they're using ability and magic wise. Yeah. And that was so much fun there. It is still a ton of fun here. It is still, but I, it, it was funny to, play i I would say i've only put like i don't even know two hours into the remaster right because we got the code and then the next day avengers came and it was full-on review for that and so it was fun to get into this one and be like holy shit the system holds up it is still so much fun the action is still so fast-paced but it was also that idea that sounds so quaint now but it was that idea of going from your, you know, I'm using daggers, and then I'm using my bow, and then I'm using my magic, all without having to go into a different equip screen and having to move things around or make that choice early on. It was very much it, it. It is all in the controller right there as you play, which yeah. is still a ton of fun. But a decade ago, was like, what the fuck? This is awesome,
1: and it was like a, just a very competent like action RPG that like felt good to play.
0: Yeah, and I, we, had, we had such low expectations for it at the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd, yeah. Like most of the reviews mention some variation of like this is not a particularly interesting HD remaster or like a particularly impressive HD remaster yep. cuz like all it really did was res.
0: Yep, you, when you jump in, I, like, I forgot how uh not how uh, 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 uh there's no bells and whistles to the menus or anything no, like that. And so like when I turned it back on I was like, "Oh man, I remember this this screen and this is still how they <laughs> left it." Okay.
1: Like we're currently in like a weird not a weird, but an interesting position in terms of like remasters and all like remakes and things like that, and like it gets to use interchangeably. Like between say this and the Mario remasters and Mario 3D World and Crash and Tony Hawk and all that stuff, like there are some games that go above and beyond and some that don't. And I kinda wonder where the standard is for people at this point. Like, is it just I want this game just available on new consoles? Or is it if you're gonna do it, do some changes? Like Tony Hawk is a fantastic fucking game. But I'm loving it partially because I love Tony Hawk 1 and 2 way back in the day.
0: Yeah, and has a callback to that and uh, evolution of that, right? Like, it's right. referencing the things you remember. It's grown with you.
1: Right, like, if they, I, if they didn't look that different, I don't know that I would dislike it, like, much more or anything.
0: Sure. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, where there's new uh, content coming for Kingdoms of Amalur, so it'll be interesting to see if that's anything different or if it's just in the same vein or how that'll shake out but right now it's i for me playing it i'm like oh yeah like it, i think this is the best way to put it for me going back and replaying i'm like yep combat's still there this still sings it's still Kingdoms of or reckoning however i haven't touched it since then and that's right. you know what i mean and granted it's because we've been reviewing avengers but then also enjoy i've been enjoying avengers i've been watching your it's what i love about avengers imran is that I play it and I'm like, I fucking love this game. And then I look at all your criticisms and problems you're having on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I have that too. That's <laughs> happened too. Yeah, yeah. It's like this game that me and Golfar play nonstop and talk shit about nonstop. But then also, like, well, I'll see you tomorrow night. We'll grind yeah. out the next few levels tomorrow night.
1: We'll talk more about it tomorrow for the Cast, But like, yeah. there, that game is the most divisive like internally divisive game i've played in a long time you push
0: and pull yourself the entire time it's like
1: yeah, i like oh man this is amazing i'm really liking this and i was like oh this part is bad what are they thinking here and then like i finished the game i was like i like it enough that i'm gonna play some multiplayer but then multiplayer doesn't work I'm like fuck what what do i have to do to <laughs> like you game why are you stopping me <laughs>
0: We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, this is the breaking one I was talking about as we went live. I have a statement here from EA. It's about Colin Kaepernick and about Madden. All right. This is this came from the EA Madden accounts. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is one of the top free agents in football and a starting caliber quarterback. The team at EA Sports, along with the millions of Madden NFL fans, want to see him back in our game. We've had a long relationship with Colin through Madden NFL and worked through, through our past soundtrack mistakes. Knowing that our EA Sports experience our platforms for players to create we want to make madden nfl a place that reflects colin's position and talent rates him as a starting quarterback and empowers our fans to express their hopes for the future of football we've worked with colin to make this possible and we're excited to bring it all to you today um yeah to bring it to all of you today starting today in madden nfl 21 fans can put colin kaepernick at the helm of any nfl team in franchise mode as well as play as him in play now We look forward to seeing Colin on Madden team, Madden NFL teams everywhere.
1: That's great. That is, they kind of have to, especially after last year when they like did that thing with the, the lyrics of bleeping. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That was the deal, right? I forget. I was trying to look it up what the song was, but it was, yeah, that they, when he got mentioned in one of the songs they put in Madden, they bleeped it out. Right.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, I, I kind of wonder if they would not have done this if like, if the, the summer of protests didn't kick off in the way it did and people started coming around to the idea of like, oh, yeah, he actually had a really good point. And like a lot of us already thought, always thought that. But like most more people have come around to it just based off like polling data in the last couple of months. Yeah. But it doesn't matter why they did it, I guess. They did it. And that's that is smart of them. That's good of them. I it is the first thing in Madden in 21 that was actually making like, OK, yeah, they actually are listening to their fan base.
0: Good job, Madden. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, breaking news on that one. Uh, I, I think that says it all, but I'm not sure if there's any follow-ups or misweak. You can catch it on uh, EA Madden NFL right now is where the statement is. I'm sure all sorts yeah. of people have stuff, too. Imran, I'm excited to see where Kaepernick ends up in all these Madden NFL 21 teams. But people are at work right now. They are doing. All this. They won't do that for a while. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grob shops, where would I go?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Kevin's not going to do it.
0: Kevin's not going to do it in protest because Kevin wanted to take the little Tim. I did. Tim it. A, I just did it. I did it anim- a little late and Tim, and I forgot. Tim didn't want to sing anymore. <laughs> Tim didn't want to sing, so you made a, you got a jingle for it. And guess what? The polls were in my favor. The polls said, no, the singing's better. And now Kevin's upset.
1: Could you sing and then just have Kevin record that and just play it as a jingle?
0: I just feel like that's too much pressure for Kevin. You know yeah, what I mean? we, we, we audible around here a lot. We do a lot of different things. I don't want Kevin can't be on his toes that much. I've seen, I've seen his wife's Instagram stories. He's out there playing with the dog sometimes when we're alive. Can't, <laughs> I can't, can't ask that much of him.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry for. I apologize to Kevin to, for putting that much pressure on him.
0: Thank you. I accept on Kevin's behalf. Out today. Eterno Blade PC, Aterno Blade 2 PC, Party Hard 2, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, Star Renegades on PC and Mac, Ka Madness on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, uh, Necromunda Under Hive Wars, PS4. Xbox One and PC. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. RPG Maker MV on PlayStation 4 and Switch. A V I C two. No, I don't know. A V I C I I Inventor. Uh Switch. Spark the Electric Gesture 2 on <laughs> Xbox One. Meganoid on Switch. WRC 8 FIA World Rally Championship on PC. Chess Brain on PC and Mac. Swords and Magic and stuff on PC. The Sims 4 journey to Batu Game Pack on uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Brightbound has released its Wolfpack update. There's a Horizon PC patch. Uh, GameSpot wrote it up like this. Patch 1.04 addresses multiple reported issues across the game, but is headlined by a CPU optimization that Gorilla says could increase performance up to 10% on some systems. The change also helps the performance during cutscenes and dialogue transitions, which could often see the frame rate dip incredibly low in pivotal story moments. And then Red Dead Online gets its weekly update. A mysterious new buck has been spotted around Ansberg with a shadowy dark coat and antlers. The legendary shadow buck is the latest animal for naturalists to track, study, and hunt in Red Dead Online. While a recent herb discovery uh, by Harriet will allow for enhanced insight as naturalists can experience life through the eyes of the buck new dates for you crash bandicoot four is getting a demo on september 16th on psn uh this is for pre-orders of digital versions there's also they've also confirmed twana twana has been confirmed barrett was very excited today yeah i don't i don't know i don't
1: know enough about crash lore to like know that why that's exciting but sure hey she's
0: confirmed she's there everybody's stoked go get it yeah Uh, Dreams has announced an event. I'm going to read from Media Molecule here. We've got a ghoulish event planned for Halloween. Introducing All Hallows Dreams, a collaborative event between Media Molecule and you. We'll be crafting a multi-story, many-roomed haunted house in dreams uh, with each room created by a different dreamer. Uh, You're invited to submit your own spooky room or carve a pumpkin for the pumpkin patch starting today. Your contribution can range from truly spooky to ghoulishly delightful or somewhere in between. Uh, Our official room and pumpkin templates are available now, the 8th of September. Just please submit them by the 27th of September, 2020. Of course, you can go to Media Molecules, social medias, and websites to get all the information and, and links and stuff like that. Uh, next, more new dates for you. Rollercoaster Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC September 24th. Wingspan uh, is coming to Steam on September 17th. Gorz is coming to PS4, Xbox, Switch, and Steam on September 18th uh oni chambara origin uh, is coming to playstation 4 and pc on october 14th dinky dungeon is heading to steam december 15th dirt 5 has been delayed to november 6th for pc playstation 4 and xbox one uh minecraft is getting a place Playsta- is getting vr on playstation vr sometime this month and then the walking dead onslaught will be available in standard and deluxe editions on playstation vr starting with a digital release on september 29th this reminds me that PlayStation's doing like how they do those indies things, you know. Like, oh, we're doing a bunch of indie announcements on the blog today. They said they were going to do a bunch of PlayStation VR announcements today, though. So far, it's just those two. I got it <laughs> <laughs> so, Minecraft and Walking Dead.
1: One new date we forgot is we didn't mention the story Zelda's out November 20th. You
0: no, know, we announced that. They're a bunch of jerks. I will, I will, I will go back to Jeffy Grub Grub, <laughs> second paragraph Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, which is oh, okay, November 20th. It, Chat, it, it, I swear to God. If you don't listen to the fucking stories and you just want to come in here and talk shit, you can all leave. Kevin. I don't Teller.
1: know the chat was complaining about it. It was oh, you were complaining? Imran, I swear to God, if you don't want to read dates.
0: the fucking stories.
1: It wasn't in new dates. Often it got announced have...
0: elsewhere. Why? How many times do I got to repeat the same fucking new stories to you, is Imran?
1: Category, Greg.
0: No, if it gets announced, if the new date <laughs> gets announced in the Roper report, it is, is, is disqualified from being here in the new date section.
1: I don't think that's always true. I think we've had no. exceptions to that rule.
0: No, I, you know, I—that's impossible, and that's never happened while I host. I don't know. Blessing, I know, comes in here. He fucking does a one eighty on his little skateboard, and he's like, <laughs> "Let's talk
1: about a new dates, cowabunga!" All right. Yeah, I. In the <laughs> case, usually in the case of like directs or things like that, we also usually do that. I feel like you just forgot to put it on there now you're covering up
0: i didn't forget i just didn't do it and i don't give a <laughs> shit <laughs> give me breath of the Wild too, motherfuckers all huh? right uh i was gonna do new dates again because i am off my rocker uh deals of the day for you uh on top of that playstation vr stuff i was talking about and then apparently announcing more things today starting on se- wednesday september 9th they're doing a playstation vr sale so you can get some cheap games there um show's almost over so, why don't I tell you about our sponsor? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you go to patreoncom kind of funny games where you can ask questions for this show. You can submit your squad up requests. You can have a good time. But most importantly, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this week's advertiser is kind of funny. We're talking about We Have Cool Friends. We Have Cool Friends is our weekly podcast, and we'd love you to subscribe to it on a podcast service of your choice. Uh, if you didn't know, when we launched We Have Cool Friends, we launched it on the heels of Debatable. So, it didn't get the usual January, hey, we're doing this big thing and it's great, which meant that a whole bunch of people didn't subscribe to it because it wasn't a big deal so we're urging you to subscribe right now over at kindoffunny.com slash w h c f that'll take you your all the podcast feeds you could get it on click there and subscribe it helps us out even if you just want to keep watching on youtube.com slash kind of but what is we have cool friends each week one of the kind of funny members sits down with someone they find fascinating and talks about whatever cool thing that person is up to this week, star of The Boys, Jack Quaid. Petite Huey himself is coming on the show. You can get your questions in on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But last week, we had Nathan Drake himself, Nolan Northon. The week before that, Mulan's Jimmy Wong. Before that, The Avenger stars Troy Baker and Sandra Saad. Uh, it's a great show. You should watch it. You should listen to it. But it really needs your support above all. Please head over to kindoffunny.com slash WHCF and subscribe on the podcast service of your choice. Imran. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, it's a success story. Jordan Deeb writes back in and says, Good morning, Greg and Imran. I'm writing in today with a Squad Up success story to end all Squad Up success stories. On Friday's Kind of Funny Games Daily Squad Up, I shared a Discord server I made for Marvel's Avengers that allows Kind of Funny best friends to find their own team to assemble with, and my God, did the best friends deliver. Within 12 hours of being read on Kind of Funny Games Daily, the server hit 100 members. As of writing this Monday night, it hit 200 members. This server reminded me of what I already knew, that the Kind of Funny community is the best community on the internet. I can't wait to see the group grow even more and to keep playing with all of you. Signed, the Kind of Funny Avengers Discord admins. Great job, everybody yeah that's avengers. good
1: because matchmaking that game is broken so you,
0: avengers is best played with friends and friends you don't need to yeah go out and do random matchmaking with so i highly encourage you to all go and jo- join uh jordan deeb's kind of funny avengers server he did uh, not promote himself well and put a link back in here and i'm not gonna go waste my time trying to find it but you can go listen to last friday's episode and you'll find it. you <laughs> know what i mean we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell me what i screwed up as i screwed it up. Uh we have a bunch in here. Let's see what we got here now. Nanobiologist has two off the top, off the dome, his kid said. First it's about this muppet/puppet, all right? Regarding the meme, the actual puppet was a character in a Japanese children's TV show called Okiku. Oh uh oh, I'm sorry. Okiku oh, Naruko or in English Growing Children, which ran from the years 1959 to 1988. The meme was first popularized by the Spanish-speaking portion of the internet. It usually featured captions referring to everyday annoyances, with images of the monkey puppet looking sad and pleading, and the words, No, ahora, por favor. Not now, please. placed below the image. Alright, I learned something there. Then know. a biologist corrects you, Imran, and says the medium is an Xbox Series X exclusive, so it doesn't meet the criteria uh, Imran outlined.
1: I don't know what point I was trying to make. Whatever. Medium was It was, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was the same thing. I was trying to talk about how things would move and do this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think we covered that, Jeff, with a G. Uh, Kebabs writes in and says, it's not Tana, it's Twana. Twana is the unfortunate.
1: No, other way around. It's not Twana. You said Twana. It is
0: it's, Tauna. It's Tana, not Twana. Tawna is the unfortunate bimbo girl you had to rescue in the original game and then disappeared after that. She was redesigned for Insane Trilogy and in the CTR uh, remake was a playable racer. Uh, this is the first time she's being shown as a proper character. He spelled character all in caps. So everybody, there you go. If you're Barrett or Kebabs, it's Tawna, not Twana, and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. You getting me all right? Um... Mm. No, AJ's trying to pull this shit right now and I won't have it. Greg didn't mention the Xbox Series S launch date (laughs) and new dates. No, we did that in the Xbox Series X top of the roper report. All right. And then Al Bob 875 says the link to the KF Avengers Discord is invite.gg slash KF Avengers. Invite.gg slash KF Avengers. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your first episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily this week, but the hits don't stop tomorrow. Me and Gary are here for Widow Wednesday. Thursday, me and Tim are here for Timmy Thursdays. And Friday, Blessing takes the reins back, and it's hosting with me while I just sit here and slam Busans and hang out. You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) If you didn't know, of course. We have a post show coming up. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now to get it. It's the only place to get it. You can get the show ad free over there as well. You can write in over there as well. You can get exclusive programming over there as well on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. However, if you want to catch kind of funny games daily each and every weekdays, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about and don't want to pay us. I understand you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe. Imran, any parting words before we start this post show?
1: Mm, I, if I had to the Hyrule Warriors was good. Wow. yeah, we said it. I'm taking the, the high the high road there.
0: All right. <laughs> until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do and it's been our pleasure to serve you.